All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you see it? Did you know? comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser, in with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, it arms To the line, Hughes, scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go.
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, 25% off uh, on your first order with the DoorDash app. Doesn't like I mentioned that, folks. My name is Dave Woodrell. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Technical producer is Alex Lard. Hi, above Rogers Arena. This Alex is, is yelling at us for the last two minutes here, people. Yeah, we have no audio on the. Uh... <laughs> well, it's good now, and the, this is the Canucks Conversation. Well, people are going to be confused on the podcast, and I'm only sure. going to post this part. Well, the reason <laughs> so I'm rattling it off, folks, fast. is because we had a little bit of a problem with the audio to start so we just ran it back we just redid the audio although people in the chat said it was working but we did it uh it's way better now we're delivered by doordash happy yep. to be here Ding dong. i got it i got here in the nick of time we didn't really have much time to test the audio because it's been a busy day today chris the vancouver canucks general manager patrick alvin spoke to media we had like 11 articles on canucks army today it's a busy busy day i didn't end up leaving my house till really like i got here just in time for the show and i was running uh, running over here, so yep, showing up late. Yeah, um, I'm like sweaty. I had wind going through my hair, so my hair's all messed up. Well, you got all those usual. bangs to go through. That's good. You can keep your bangs up. I think it looks great. You, like the wind look, you could see it there. The wind look uh, is great. And sorry, podcast listeners, but uh, let's get yep. started here. Let's let's get going here. Where do you want to start with the bad news? Because Curtis Lazar. Goes yep. to the injury reserve. I know I just asked you where you want to start, but I'm fired up. I'm sure. starting here. David Pagno is going to join us here in a little bit here. Talk yes. some rumors uh, around the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, absolutely. So Curtis Lazar is out for three to four weeks. That coming from Patrick Alvin, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Uh, Brock Besser officially placed on injured reserve. I don't have the count in front of me, Chris, but how many players have gone through the path of maintenance day? They're just day to day to going to injured reserve. Yep. Like, there's been at least four this year. Has there not been where that's the case? And I'm not even saying that's the fault of the Canucks. I'm just saying when people say maintenance day and then people freak out, I, I think it's time to stop with the, oh, it's just a maintenance day. Stop freaking out. It's fine. No, there's every no time player who's had a maintenance anymore. day has ended up on injured reserve within a week. Yeah, no, there's, there's no uh, no time to relax with the Canucks anymore. Although, uh, and, and honestly, the, the general manager was put out to us today by surprise. We're all sitting there in the uh, watching practice, and then uh, PR comes over and says, hey, would you guys like to uh, talk to Patrick Alvin? We said, yeah, uh, yeah, we would. It's like, okay, uh, I'll get him then for you. I was like, wait, what? That's <laughs> the weirdest Imagine interaction. People were like, nah, it's okay. It's like, you know what, today now we'll, we'll skip the uh, general manager. Obviously, we want to talk to the GM, so we, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's, yeah, touch on the injuries here. He, um, well, you know, we can move right into Alvin. He's the one who confirmed it to us. Um, Curtis Lazar is going to end up missing three to four weeks. Um, I guess he was fighting through something early on in the season, but got told by the doctors that um, it would be better to keep him out of the, the lineup mm-hmm. for now. So that's what it's hearing. Um, and I think Boudreaux said that next week you expect Hughes. Uh, and Besser also was told day-to-day by Patrick Alvin. Um, he wasn't so, told that by Alvin. He was told it by the doctors. We were told by Alvin. Sure, sure, sure. People, get in the, people <laughs> in the chat know what I'm talking about. Uh, we were told by Alvin day-to-day for Besser, day-to-day for Hughes. And then Bruce Boudreaux confirmed later on that it should be Hughes for next week. So... Yeah, um, a lot of injuries to deal with with the Vancouver Canucks team. I mean, we already know what this lineup looks like. Um, we, we can pull up the lines here, too. I, I did take away something from practice here. Um, you get the lines from October 26th today put up here from uh, at Chris Favor 39 on Twitter. Good-looking dude. Uh, JT Miller, Bo Horvat. So you got Miller still on the wing. Uh, so that's going to be the top line. Miller, Horvat, and Garland uh, playing together. I like Garland in that in that spot there. I think bringing a little bit of offense, creating a little bit, uh, you know, I, I like I like having Garland be the guy there. I think at five on five, he's going to help create. Um, second line, you got Kuzmenko back with Pedersen. He's going to play with Mikheyev. This is something that we saw 
in preseason, I believe, and maybe on that first game McKay was playing. Was it that trio? We definitely seen this in, in practice at some point. It was uh, like maybe it training was, camp, was it? It was the trio on the first day of training camp. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Pod Colson, Amon, and Joshua on the third line, and then Pearson, Dries, and Huglander on the fourth line. Will Lockwood, extra player today. He was called up. Sheldon Dries was called up because of the injuries that we uh, heard about earlier today. That kuzmenko pedersen Mikheyev line actually played a period and a half in the Canucks' first preseason game against the Calgary Flames before yep. Mikheyev went down with that lower body injury that held him out. Yeah. I like that trio. I, I have liked that trio, but I don't want to spend time just talking about, oh, I like this line, I like this line, I like this the line. The team hasn't won a game yet. The team hasn't won a game. We don't like any lines right now. And, again, last night, TSN's Darren Dreger coming out and reporting that the Canucks don't feel the need to I don't think Dreger's make... with TSN anymore. He, yeah, he is. He was... Okay, anyway, it was on TSN. Ray and Dreg's podcast. Okay, anyway. <laughs> what? Well, you're wrong. It's on. You said it so. on TSN, Insider Trading. Uh, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that. Okay, yeah, he what came out say? last night. He came out last night. Sorry for my co-host, folks. Uh, he came mean? out. He came out and said, uh, wow, I'm I'm completely blanking. This is bad. You, you threw me off completely here. What did Dregs come out and say yesterday? Well, he came, sorry, he came out and said the Canucks don't feel the need to make any He's significant, so right. signif- thanks, significant or drastic changes to the team at this point in time. Uh, also laid out kind of how there's three, you know, three paths that he thinks the Canucks could take. One of those is a trade. Uh, Ethan Bear in the news today. Vancouver Canucks are apparently interested in Ethan Bear. That one coming from local reporter uh, Rick Dollywell, Donnie yeah. and Dolly, the team on check. Ethan Bear, I wrote about it, and look, Ethan Bear is probably a top four defenseman on this team right now. Sure, but he's not a top four defenseman in the NHL. No, he's not, he's playing behind Jalen Chatfield. He's not a needle mover for any other team, but the team that's dead last in the NHL, he might actually move the needle. Sure, but you could probably get a, a player off of waivers here in the coming weeks that's going to make as, as much of a difference. Kiefer Bellows. So what if, you, yeah, Bellows is <laughs> well, he's, he's first-round you know, pick. He's you on mean, he's on waivers today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I... I, I just don't think that you have to give up anything to get Bear. And I don't think the Hurricanes gain much from trading him for a six-round pick. So I think they, they would rather just keep him as a seventh. So if the you know if the ask is something... Um, Niels Huglander, apparently. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if the ask is Niels Huglander, you don't touch that with a 40-foot 40 40 pole. I mean, I, yeah, I, just, I don't think that there's a deal that makes sense. I, I'd like to see the Canucks make a deal. I just don't think Bear is the right one because I, I think that the Hurricanes would ask for too much. Unless you're really putting together like a bigger deal... That that is going to include Bear as like a throw-in. I, I don't see the the Canucks and Hurricanes getting a deal done. Someone here. someone threw it out. They were like, "How about Garland and Huglander?" Holy cow! For Ethan Bear and Martin Natchez. That's a, I can't say that guy's name. I don't say it. Yeah, it's Natchez. Natchez. Yeah. Um. Nikas. Also, someone else replied to that after and said, "Well, what if Bo Horvat's in the mix? Because obviously that Garland Huglander thing isn't going to work out. Right. But what if you throw Bo Horvat in there?" Oh, geez, Carolina bite know. at that point. JT Miller, although I, I don't think either of those are going to happen. No, I just I, I yeah, it's I like don't know. It, we we talked with Patrick Alvin um, about like rebuilding a little bit. Right? Yeah, I think that word was thrown around. That was probably the most common said word in Patrick Alvin's media availability. And I, like you know, we we've said this before. Patrick Alvin comes out. He he says a lot of words. He doesn't say a lot of substance. He's so good at it. Like mm-hmm. he, he is good. He, he gave a bunch of and, and but then I go back and I look and I asked a question about like you know 
Jim Rutherford mentioned on Saturday, right? He said, you know, the way this team's going, it might be heading towards a rebuild. So I asked him, like, as a winless team, how, how do you know? Well, maybe we'll run the clip here in a second. Alex, you can run it whenever you got it. Um, so I asked Patrick I Alvin right a question. Um, this is what I asked Patrick Alvin, uh, and this is his answer. You can run this, Alex. Saturday, Jim said that this might be heading towards a rebuild with this team. How much longer can you go here as a winless team before you can go in that direction? Well, as I said, I, I think we're always trying to rebuild the roster and always want to get better. I mean, when, to be honest, when, when you're winning, uh, when you're able to win a cup, you're always looking to get better. Um, there is ne- there's never a downtime. You're always looking to different options to get better. And as I said, I was part of a rebuild process that, uh, um, you know, we were able to, to accomplish winning cups. But when you're looking back, you want to win, win more cups. And that's, you know, that's how the game is. What? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I asked what I'm sorry, but like I asked a question about. You know, is what would it take to see this team go towards a rebuild? Right, their winless team. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a pretty good question. Bad question. Was it? A, no, well, it was, it was a I felt like question. it was a. It was, fine, it was a fine. Maybe question. I didn't word it exactly correct, and I didn't have a chance to follow. I got Kuz yelling in there, freaking getting into the questions here, and I was like, I, I didn't know what. I had no idea if he answered my question or not. He just <laughs> said like, like, "Oh, like in Pittsburgh, we rebuilt and we tried to win cups and we won cups." That, and I was I like, think, "I was like, uh, there's sort of an answer there of like, yes, they did rebuild. They did." tank to get Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. right they they did that in Pittsburgh but he didn't really like say that that was what was going to happen and he brought it up multiple times about just not giving an answer about it and I think that's what sucks for Canucks we wanted you know us in the media the fans there I, I thought about this today would there be any better press for the Vancouver Canucks then for them to announce in like a letter form or something big from Jim Rutherford about, listen, we've got to take a step back. We've got to reevaluate things. We're going to rebuild. It's going to be a dark couple of years. It doesn't even have Would to be a couple be, of years. You know what? And that's like, think about uh, what the Rangers yeah. did, right? Yeah. With the Rangers yeah, yeah. letter. That is the best thing the Vancouver Canucks could do right now for press. Right now. With everything going on in this organization, and they could say it could be from top to bottom with all the other stuff that you're dealing with, all the 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 dark clouds surrounding this team, whether it be on the ice or off the ice, the best thing that they could do for press right now would be to announce a complete rebuild. Sure, as and I said, I, I think can't can't disagree with you. I don't know what Alex is doing. Back well, there. I, I can't disagree with you. Oh, there. I can't and disagree. Like, Alvin even said, and this was the quote I found most interesting, where he said, it's interesting, the rebuild word. I've been part of a rebuild. I came in late in the previous organization. We were able to win uh, three cups after rebuilding, he said. I still think that we're building something here every day. And then he goes into the, uh, yeah. you're always trying to build and get better. I you're just, always trying to okay, rebuild your roster. Later on said. in the show, I need to play that back because <laughs> I need to hear it for like the 10th time and see if the, am I, it, people, let me know in the chat. Am you're I missing, missing the, an answer? No, there was I'm no so answer. Confused. As I said, I, I think we all, <laughs> I don't, now Alex is losing it with this thing. Well, like you just said, he's Sterling. trying to rebuild, right? Like he just Sterling's said, always... got a good thing in the chat sure. here. We'd hang a banner if they announced to rebuild. <laughs> it's you know very, very possibly true. I think that's what people want, and that's the problem. Is that that was the problem I had with the Dreger report? Not the Dreger reported it, but this is kind of uh, how the organization is thinking. And I think Alvin's comments kind of backed that today, where they're waiting and seeing. What are you waiting and seeing for? I already said yesterday, and I know they're not always listening to me, but I have said to you yesterday that, 
Well, the turnaround's coming. Demko played better against Carolina. Hey, speaking of turnaround, if I, Alex, you get this damn thing away from me here, this green screen. I'm pulling this green screen down. <laughs> anyway, um, the turnaround's coming, right? And even if it does come, that doesn't prove that this team is all of a sudden that they're, they're a playoff contender now and you don't need to make any moves. You're good. You're good to go. Let this be a lesson for what? How many years in a row is this that we're learning this lesson? I really found Yannick Hansen's comments uh, really interesting yesterday on Sportsnet 650. And we'll get to David Peñota in a second here from the fourth period. But um, Yannick Hansen's comments yesterday on Sportsnet 650, that was really, really interesting to me. Uh, and basically what Hansen said, again, Former player. It's not just us throwing this out there, folks. Yannick Hansen, a former player for this this Vancouver Canucks franchise, came out sp- speaking on the People Show on Sportsnet 650 yesterday. He said, this started when they fired Elaine Vigneault back when we got swept by San Jose. It's been 10 years. I haven't seen the fruit of their labor. I don't think they're closer to winning the Stanley Cup than they were when they traded Kessler. It seems like some you need something radical to shake this up. Uh, and he said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We saw this story last year. It's the same group. It's the same leaders. It's the same horses pulling the wagon. This retool on the fly, we add a couple pieces, we still have a good core, but what happens is that the core keeps moving and you're not quite there. So we're going to get two or three, four years down the line, and all of a sudden we have these young players that might become really good, but Petey, Quinn, and Demko might be that much older, and we're talking about them like we're talking about Bo and JT right now. Uh, stress the importance of having the core come together at the same time and how the Canucks method just isn't going to allow that. And he's right. Like, mm-hmm. Look, I know Connor Garland's still young. They go out and acquire him, but they also acquire OEL and whatever's left of his play, right? And again, that contract, you you didn't need to go out and get that. And someone pointed out to me yesterday that Dylan Gunther, the player that the Arizona Coyotes selected with the ninth overall pick, has more goals than OEL and Garland combined. He's ripping. He scored the other night. Yeah, scored last he's a good night, player. Could have, could have been a Canuck this season. How much would that have helped? On an ELC. That's, that's why you do these moves. You, anyway, go ahead. Good one here from uh, actually my favorite Oilers fan, because Oilers fans and me, we don't get along most of the time. Uh, but from Yash said, Edmonton had the same thing a bit ago. We came off a second-round exit, and we just sucked for some reason. Went into a mini-rebuild. That's what the Canucks look like they have to do at this point. It's I didn't get a chance to ask Alvin this. I don't know what his answer would have been, if it would have given me any clarity. But like they have to look at this draft class and think, man, we get any of these top three, maybe even top four, depending on what you think of Jagger. Yep. You get any of these guys, they're making a huge impact on your NHL roster in two years. They're, they might, you know, you'll get Bedard. He's probably coming in and making a huge impact in year one. Yeah. Right? He's the type of player that I don't know what like what his point totals are going to be in his rookie season, but it yep. wouldn't shock me to see him be close to a point per game. That's how good this kid is. He's, he's so good. He's unreal. He's he, the best he's prospect c- we've seen in years. Since McDavid, he's the best prospect we've seen. He's going to come into the league and have a top five shot in the league immediately. Like right now. And he's a kid still. He's, he's a, a child. 17 year he's old 17 kid. years old. That's why we're trying to get him in on the show and uh, get him to say that he'll, I told, I'll he'll t- only sign him, with I got the him Vancouver next week. Canucks. I'm going to have him on here next week. Let's do it. Let's I'll do talk it. to him. Yeah. But uh, my point being that uh, we're, we're hoping that he'll say on the show. Because the fans want it. Fans are saying to us, uh, can you try and get Bedard to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a We're not I'm putting him in this. No, if he's coming on the show, we're coming to chat a little bit. We're <laughs> yeah, not no. getting we'll him this. What do you want him to say? Hey, I'm Connor Bedard. You're listening to Canucks conversation. That's what you're trying to no, get No, I'm say. trying to get him to say, hi, I'm Connor Bedard. I'm, Canucks not, Canucks I'm not signing with anybody else except for the Vancouver Canucks, yeah, well, so nobody Alex, should draft Alex me. Alex has got to hear Alex. What's he, who, who's going to draft Connor Bedard this year? 
The Vancouver Canucks, easy choice. Boom. That's where he's. That's where he's getting drafted this year. Connor Bedard, Bedard picks the Canucks to win the Stanley Cup. I know. And I was having this conversation with someone yesterday, but you know, you talk about does this guy really care? Does this guy, you know, there's a lack of effort, and you should be you should be proud to wear that jersey or whatever. Like you even look at Curtis Lazar, the effort that he's put in, and how he's talking about. Yeah, it really hurt to see the Canucks jersey on the ice, all that sort of stuff. Curtis Lazar, kid from BC, talking about that. Connor Bernard cried for a week right. after the 2011 Cup run. There's your there's your leader. There's your guy that literally bleeds blue before he even comes to this organization. I don't understand how anybody can look at this season, this start that they've had, and say, "Oh, I'm really hoping the boys turn it around and maybe make a rush for a playoff by playing at 110 point point pace this season." Like right this year off. That's why I keep saying that the rebuild doesn't have to be painful gears. You've, you've, you've already tanked your first seven games, so now just try and sell off whatever you can, okay? You put together a core. A top five pick in this draft, as someone said in the chat here, would go such a long way for this team, long-term and in the short-term. Like, one of these top five picks, if you get one of them, they're probably going to play as soon as next year. Mm-hmm. Mitch Cobb's obviously a little bit different. Um, and as someone pointed out yesterday, are we going to run the tankathon thing? By the way, again today, I can run the tankathon thing. Yeah, okay. I can pull that up here. What's going on with Panyota? Because I said we'll be joined by. Yeah, him no, we're, you he's shook struggling your head at me. with uh, he's struggling with the audio there. We got him on video, so we might just have to look at him for a little bit. Okay, well, we'll see. We got pegs coming up. Hopefully, in a soon in a, in a minute here, they can figure it out. Alex on the back end there. Alex oh. is too busy putting green screens behind me here. <laughs> Don't blame this on Alex. Alex Alex put together this show with me showing up on like. Two minutes before the show started. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we uh, we did pretty well. No, and but Darth Canuck jumping in the chat saying, "I think we all shed some tears during 2011." Yeah, it's true. And Sterling Wilson, great point. The worst thing the Canucks could do is delay a rebuild, end up winning enough to have a mid round pick again, and continue the cycle of mediocrity. Bang on. That's what I'm that, trying to it, say that here. Very possibly could happen. That's I mean, probably what's going to happen. We said it on the show yesterday, and I hope this clicked in with people. The Canucks roster is too good to to not finish last. They're not. They're, they're way no, too no, good to, to finish last. Yeah, sorry. They're yeah, they're to way last. too good to finish last. They can't do that. They they're, they're you know you look at the other rosters out here, and I, I know you brought it up actually the other day that like Arizona's defense might look better than the Canucks is uh, this week, anyways. But there's too many good players on this team. The goaltender is too good. They won't be able to finish last. And then it's going to be obviously super difficult. The, the Canucks finish fifth worst in the league. They're not winning the lottery, unfortunately. I think that's just the way things are going. We'll keep the tankathon thing going all season long if we have to. But um, I don't know. I don't know where it, where it is to go from here. I think especially just with the way the season has started, I think there is an absolute out for a general manager. And, and to be in this position is tough. Like It's not like he can say we're going to tank. But you could absolutely start moving on from – Tanner Pearsons, Tyler Myers, players like this that you hope can get some value. Like, I would have no problem with the Canucks retaining money on Tyler Myers and moving him, right? Because I think a $3 million value at Tyler Myers, some team is going to think that is very nice for two playoff runs. Getting Tyler Myers at $3 million, say what you want about Tyler Myers. If you're playing him in a third line, you know, third pairing role or kind of like a, even as the number four on your team, you you like Tyler Myers a lot in that spot at $3 million. So I, I've seen a lot of people around the last few days saying that it's just like, it's not the Canucks have pieces that are just immovable. Like I know that this has been chatted about a little bit. It's the Miller contract now, not movable. I still think it's movable. I, I think that Tyler Myers is still movable at that, you know, something if you retain a little bit of that salary and why not? Right. It's not like you want to compete this next year anyways. 
I don't know. I don't know how many games it's going to take to get to that point, but a, a lot of the fan base isn't looking at it as the amount of games. I think them a lot of them are looking at it the amount of years that it's been and how hard that's been for Canucks fans to watch here. I, I don't think it's about just seven games in and being winless here. It's about this being like the end of the road for a lot of Canucks fans who have gone through not a rebuild for the last 10 years. It's It's been painful. It, it's been really tough to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And moments ago... Uh, Sportsnet Elliot's free Elliot Friedman uh, wrote out the 32 thoughts, the written version of it. And the title of it folks is could a slow start push the Canucks into a rebuild. And here's what Elliot had to say uh, in his column today. He said of all the things Jim Rutherford said in his riveting after hours appearance with Scott Oak, this is the most relevant right now. We may very well be in a rebuild in the direction we're going, but ideally we'd like to transition this team on the fly. We do have some core players, some young players that are really good End quote. He also promised to be cautious with any move he makes, recognizing panic moves are the worst thing you can do when your ship is taking on water. Now, that makes sense, but sure. at what point do you just say, okay, this start does suck, and Elliot goes on to kind of point out that uh, there's been one team that's made the, uh, made the playoffs since 2005-2006 in a full 82-game season with such a poor start, and that was the Philadelphia Flyers in 2013-14. And they were 1-6, so they had an even better record than the Canucks, although same number of points, but you get what I mean. They had, a, they had a win under their belt, something that the Canucks don't yet have. So, again, for like the ninth day in a row, it feels like, Chris, at what point does this organization look at this and just say, okay, it's time to actually commit to something here and we need to actually do something. Because, look, Hansen pointed it out. Former player, You know what it might take? Retooling on the fly doesn't work. Go on. You know what it might take? Tell me. And maybe the fan base needs to step up or, or in a way, not show up at all. And I think that's going to be the thing. Once you start to see an empty arena with 12,000 people in there, instead of, have you seen the numbers coming out of every, the two Canucks games? No, I haven't actually. They're like 99.5%. I mean, it's a sellout every night. And, of course, it's the start of the season first two games, even with the record that they have. Doesn't look like but a sellout like on TV. what's it like in six weeks? Because, you know, we talk about this all the time. The, the people that aren't, you know, that are fans of this team but aren't hardcore fans, they even know when the team sucks, right? Like, the, the people that are just, like, around the city, think about the people that you have a conversation with that, about the Vancouver Canucks that aren't, like, super engaged, and they're like, oh, like... Yeah, the Sedins, or you know, the you know, are the Sedins still playing? Like that group of people, or like, what's the Sedins up to this year? Uh, the fans that aren't really engaged at all, they're they're still aware though that like when the Canucks are bad, it, it gets around the city really fast, a lot faster than it does when this Canucks team is good. So I'm curious to see how many people are going to be showing up in two months from now, and if that's what we have to wait and see is is in December in January is that when a rebuild can can actually start cuz i don't think it's starting tomorrow man i don't think it's uh as much as it would maybe help um, a lot of these Canucks players, this organization, to get ahead of things. <laughs> and I say that, I can't say it with a straight face because this this organization has not been able to get ahead of things. But it, to me, I, I said it earlier in the show, the best thing they could do for press is to come out and say that they're committing to a rebuild from the from the ground up. And I don't think that includes... And I tell you what, you can still have... Elias Pettersson or Thatcher Demko or Quinn Hughes be a part of your team. They're at the age right now where you can't do this for one more year and get to that point. You can't start a rebuild in 2024. They're, they're, they're going to be too old by that point, man. They're mm-hmm. going to start to be 30-year-olds when you actually start to to see some of your second and third round picks come through. you got to start. This is like the last year 
in my eyes to, mm-hmm. to have a rebuild, be able to hold on to those three players that I think are pillars for this team moving forward. By the way, Pegs, he's, he can't get the audio going, so we're not going to be joined by uh, David yeah. Pegnota today. Sorry to uh, Pegnota and all the listeners. Yeah, exactly. It's not Pegs, though. Pegs? Pegs is an interesting nickname because technically, oh, there he is. Oh, we got Pegs here. <laughs> Never mind. Do we have his audio, though? <laughs> I think so. And I think he just closed yeah, his laptop. We, Are we okay? This is an interesting freeze frame. Tell you what, we've had a we've had an interesting show with um, <laughs> we've had an interesting show <laughs> with with some of our technical difficulties today. That's for sure. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, uh, I did want to get one thing in here okay. uh, because David's uh, camera just sits there. Um, so basically what I wanted to say is other than all this rebuild talk, okay, I wanted to point out that Alvin gave Bruce Boudreau a vote of confidence today. Like he said, basically, you know, the coaching staff has management's full support, but he also threw cold water on the notion of the Boudreau bump last year. And this is this is a really interesting quote to me, and this is what Alvin had to say about last year with you know the Boudreaux bump that we all discussed. We were so far behind when Bruce came in here. I think he had a tremendous start. I think he went ten and zero or nine and one. I think teams started to take us light. Credit to him and the players to find a way to enjoy being at the rink. They find a way to win games. But if you look at how we played, we had a tremendous goaltender. I think Thatcher Demko was the best in the league from December to the end. Our special teams were really good too. The five on five play needed to be better in order to be a top team in the league. So in that regard. That was something we wanted to address going into the season, and part of that was finding structure, accountability, and finding systems to play there. I think we're a talented team, but we need to get this group to play together as a group and as a team. So that was, look, I don't just want to say that was interesting, but holy smokes, that was interesting. That verbiage is like, you go out and say, yeah, we have confidence in our coach, and then, no, we uh, we don't actually think that Bougereau bump that the entire market bought into last year was actually real. And I know that's not what he's saying. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, I read the quote, um, but, you know, that's kind of what I take away from it. Yeah, and I mean, still, though, it's like you said, like, that's what you have to take. I don't know. Some of the quotes are just, they're hard to, to pick apart so much right now. It takes you, like, a week to spend a couple days to pick everything apart. I I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. How many more losses can it be before something actually happens, though, right? Like, I, I'm... There was like, two days off here from the Canucks losing and going 0 for 7, and nothing happened except for more players got put on IR. 
right? Like, I, I it's hard, man. It's it's really hard, and I think I, you know, uh, Yako. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Yako? yeah, yeah. Yako, let me know if I'm saying it right. Um, he says you think Elias, Elias Pettersson will stick around for that. I really like. I really do think Pettersson and Hughes and Demko. The the thought process of like they're not going to want to stick around. I'm sorry, man. They they've gone through a lot of like a, not a lot of their career, but a few years here now where they've had like and everyone's like, oh, but they like it's not all been bad for that crew. They got to go on a little bubble run. Everyone's gone through COVID for two years uh, of of playing hockey and being in a season. I don't think that. And sorry, I know it's far fetched, but. If this organization drafts Connor Bedard this offseason, yeah, they're like, no, now they're like, it's the time no, no, I don't like this. I don't like what you're doing. Exactly. Bring back Neil Zaman. That I liked him as the third line center. Yeah, exactly. Like Pedersen's looking for Jonathan Dowling to come over and play. I mean, yeah, I think that like I've there's no way to know for sure. To me, but for again, years it's been like that though. Like the these guys are smart. They know what a rebuild can do to a team. Look at all these teams that are good. I think Bill brought up a good point here. Florida, New York, Colorado, all turned around within four seasons. Yeah, and Jeffrey Jeffrey in it's the chat true. brought up that there's a better chance Pedersen will stick around with an actual solid plan. Boom. In Jeffrey, place. that's a that's the best. Uh, yeah, one of the best chats we've had on the show since we've gone live. Yeah, is it's it's true. Better chance Pedersen would stick around with a solid plan in place, and that's kind of and that's kind of what I meant to ask in my question. Talvin was just like, well. A plan is all they really want to hear, and I, I'm still like, well, oh. we're always trying to get better, and we're always trying to rebuild. <laughs> Okay, let's get to David. That's Benyota. not a plan. We've got him now. Okay, we we're told things. that we have him. David, can you hear us? <laughs> no. This uh, all right. Okay, we're scrapping uh, David Pinyota. Yeah. David, we appreciate you taking the time. We're yeah, sorry that we couldn't us. get this to go. Um, I blame Alex here. I got Alex <laughs> in the chat. Alex's me fault. Well. You'd be nice to Alex. We were, you know, credit to Alex because mm-hmm. we thought we were going to have to do all this ourselves. Like. Right. Two weeks before the show was going, we thought we were going to have to do this ourselves. Today's show has just been off the rails. Yeah, today is a uh, today is a good metaphor for the Vancouver. Tomorrow, Vancouver let's try and just touch on like tomorrow. Hockey I'll get and the here game. a little earlier. Get here early. Let's talk about the game. Let's see what's going on, and yeah. uh, and we'll chat a little bit more hockey. Today has been really. I hope I don't know. I hope people are like not frustrated in the chat, but more laughing because that's how I feel. We find it. it funny, but yeah, let's uh, let's just get to our poll question. Yeah, I let's think, do it. I think that's a good place let's do, to, uh, uh, let's to do the poll question. Here. Yeah, so our poll question brought to you by Atlas Goods, Pull local, up, Alex. locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight out of your microwave or air fryer chris our poll question today oh i gotta make some live on the stream too right pretty soon here yeah somebody said that oh yeah someone wanted us to eat the pork rinds alex has got it up see alex alex is great at what he does oh i don't like yash anymore uh yash wants to trade broberg for hughes i think broberg's one of the worst defense prospects picked in the first round i know you really you've always hated i don't think i've always hated broberg yash well, I don't hate uh, Yash. Is, I don't hate him anymore. I just you, he's you not, just said Yash is your favorite Oilers. Well, fan. yeah, but that's because I don't get along with Oilers. Okay, fans. just because uh, I don't think Philip Broberg's anything. Okay, I don't okay, think he's going to end up being anything in the NHL. I've seen enough of him. Okay, I didn't like him going into that draft. Our poll question today: As What's a Alex fan, where are you at right now? As Alex votes, I'll read out the options. I don't care. I'm hopeful. I need big change to care. And I as always, I'm angry. Let's see where Alex I is. know where Alex is. He's he's Alex pissed. is hovering over. <laughs> I don't pissed. care. He's pissed today on the backwood <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Alex yeah, going with a, a large. I knew he was angry. He's angry at us. He's pissed. 
Alex going with a large portion of the fan base saying he is angry. Yeah, but so I think far, that's at us. <laughs> so I don't think far, Alex even read the poll. So far, 46% of the vote leading the vote is I need big changes to care. 24% say they are angry. 16% say I don't care. And 14% say I'm hopeful. 16% saying I don't care. Ooh. We're seven games into the season. And again, Money talks, right? Like you mentioned that they're sold out all the Who's games. going to buy it? Like, I, and listen, I, the, I haven't the talked tickets, to anybody that bought a ticket. Tickets is one thing. Who's going out there right now and buying a Canucks t-shirt? Who's yeah. buying a hat? Who's buying a jersey? Yeah, that's got to start this. to affect. Uh, it was it was on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, someone Niels Amon. Someone won a signed Niels Amon jersey and was selling it for two fifty on Facebook Marketplace. They were just like, I won this. I don't want it. Just take it. Any uh, any anything to get it off my hands. I'm sorry. Still like Yash. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, Yash was, is a good uh, good Oilers fan. Yeah. Okay. So again, 46 percent of people saying they need big change to care. I'm with the 46 percent here, Chris. Yeah, and again, tough. we're paid to care about this. Like we have to talk about this every day. And again, I hate talking in the sense of making it sound like we're trying to complain about what we do. I know our jobs are you know dream jobs for a lot of people. So I'll never complain about that. But yeah, it is tough to talk about this team right now. And if we were fans of the team, like if you were just a fan of this team, right? You you, you still worked at the mill in Nanaimo, okay? Lady Smith. I'm a yeah, Lady Smith. My my bad. Um, you know, I'm a English high school teacher. Like I wanted to be before I started doing this. Are you watching Canucks games? Are you taking time out of your night to watch these games? At right now? Hell no. Absolutely not. Hell no. You're Absolutely not, not. I would be checked out if I was a fan. Uh, and I get again. I'm always wary of saying that because uh, I don't. I, I like that we have the listeners here still. But you know, people in the chat even said today it was very, very nice to read. People said I like watching your show more than I like watching Canucks games. No, well, that's what we we try and have some fun here. And Matthew Berardi, noted name that you can trust, says, "I know it's early, but something has to get shaken up." I understand that. I understand the idea that it's early in a traditional season, but I'm looking at it in the sense of. What is it that you're looking to see from this team for you to change your mind about the idea of, okay, a rebuild is, you know, not even a rebuild, just just right off this season. What do you need to see to say that, okay, this is something that needs to, that doesn't, that can't happen? Like, this organization should be looking at trading Bo Horvat right now. Yep. I think that's fair. That's probably your most valuable asset. I still think it's too early to make drastic moves like saying, okay, well, Demko's on the table now. Pedersen's on the table. Quinn Hughes on the table. Way too early for that. I'll give you that. Too early for that. But to say that we need to keep this roster intact to let them get out of this? Are you kidding me? What are you waiting for? I don't understand that at all. And again, we even have people that are starting to say stuff like I would trade Demko cuz he'll actually make the Canucks build a good team mm. because he won't bail them out. And that's what we're seeing right now is we're seeing Demko play a little bit below average. But again, I kept saying it, the turnaround is coming. The turnaround is coming for Thatcher Demko and the turnaround is thus coming for the Vancouver Canucks. And again, you can't let that be the thing that makes you say, oh, see, this this team was fine all along. We're going to run it back like we did last year. And again, you can't buy into what you're being sold here when you see that team you know, on the back of Thatcher Demko. Because again, I, I feel like I'm a broken record saying this, but Jim Rutherford even said, you know, our team gets bailed out by a really good goaltender. But then they ran it back anyway. Right, like that—that'll happen again. It's like they know—they know, gonna they know it's going to happen again. They—they they talk about it so much. 
right? It's just yeah, it's un- it's it's truly unbelievable. I don't even know what to say at this point. Katarina in the chat says, "Yep, follow Team News, listen to your show, even all the off season, but I haven't watched a game last or this year, and don't plan to." And someone actually said this, and I'm not sure if they were joking, but they said, "I'm not even going to watch any games. I'm just going to read the stanchies." I'll take that. I don't know if they were being sarcastic, but it was a big thread about how I'm not even going to pay attention. I'm just going to read Canucks Army and read the Stanchies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get you everything you need to know. Well, Marcus brings up a good point. Look at this Montreal team who everybody knows they're in a rebuild, right? Everybody mm-hmm. knows they're not they're not a team that's going to be competing for the Stanley Cup this year, maybe next year from when you see what, what they're bringing in for the youth players and their way that they're yep. changing the culture. Does this Montreal Canadiens team look anything like it did three years ago? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yep. Right? It's a great point. They went from a sad season to one of the most exciting young teams in the league after was it they got to the Stanley Cup final. Yep. Two years ago. Then they had the worst team in the league last year. And they're they're like, hey, well, that, that bubble run, that sure didn't mean a lot. The Montreal Canadiens looked at it the right way. The Canucks looked at their bubble run and were like, oh, hell yeah. Load up the truck, brother. We're going down the road here with this team, this core. We are going to lose all of our leaders in the room, but we are going to move forward with the rest of the guys. <laughs> That's how this team's rolling. You were right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Noah Fantilo, Fantilo, another name that you can trust in the chat here, what says... What do you mean the names you can trust here? If it's an Italian last name, I say that. Yeah, if, okay. Especially if it ends in LL vowel, especially LLI, that's a name you can trust. Kevin's... Uh, I see well, uh, don't jump away. I got Noah's comment here, because okay, Noah's actually I'm offering I'm a rebuttal it. here. Uh, he said, I don't think a big change works long term. Every GM knows you're desperate, and you need to max value for the assets you currently have that you want to trade. Okay, Noah, let's buy into that for just a second here. Because I, I see this. It's not just Noah. It's a lot of people in the fan base just saying, well, everybody knows you're trying to make a trade. And that's what Jim Rutherford's talking about when he says, you can't make a panic trade. So again, I go back to, okay, Bo Horvat scoring goals. JT Miller, you let him get his production back up, and then you instead of buying into it when this turnaround comes, that's what I'm saying is instead of buying into this turnaround and saying, oh, well, everything's good. Like, it was just a tough start, mm-hmm. and we're, we're showing well. We're going to be great next year. You don't buy into it. Then you flip those assets, right? And again, people knowing that you're in a rebuild or, um, you know, that you're desperate, it worked for the New York Rangers, like they wrote a letter to their fans saying I'm we're going to be rebuilding, ice. and again, it worked for the Rangers. I don't understand. And again, thanks for the comment, Noah. We appreciate it. But again, I don't buy into this that you know everybody knows you're desperate, so you're not going to get anything. Look, you you could have got what we all not we all, but what the organization viewed as not enough for JT Miller at last year's trade deadline. Everybody's taking that package now, right? Oh my God, Heedle a first in Lungvist. Everybody's taking that package right now. So again, I'm not I'm not on board with um, you know, saying, Oh, you can't let go of that asset right now. You gotta wait till something better comes. Oh, I'm done with that. Nope. I, take what you can get. I, I can't read the I can't read the text, but Kevin's uh Kevin Punter's message came up here and it said, Do you want to show this or not? Yeah, I'm gonna show it. Because that's I think how a lot of people are feeling at this point. Yeah, I'm a diehard fan. I'm not watching the freaking games yeah. until they change something. Yeah. He didn't say freaking. Nope. Um <laughs> Hey man, hey chat. You've been y'all been excellent today. By the way, chat's been excellent as um, per usual. Just the back and forth that we're seeing with them, with each other, with us here on the thing. It's been a 
Like I f- I'm feeling better coming out of this. I was, uh, that was a, I was in a bad mood coming in sure. here. I'm being honest. Last last comment, and then we'll get to the Betway wrap up. No, no, no. I got pros- big prospect. I got videos to get to. Okay, well, hang on. We got a good comment here from Yako. Uh, said, is JT Miller tradable with his massive extension? I suggested a Jamie Ben for JT Miller trade on a Dallas board, and my post got deleted. <laughs> I will say this. The league, looking around the league, it was widely agreed upon that JT Miller took a discount to like he was below market value when he signed that extension in Vancouver so he's able to be traded right now and we're gonna actually have something I'll tease it on Canucks Army tomorrow morning about this uh about this kind of concept it's really really interesting I think uh because again it all goes back to let him play let him put up the points he put up two goals even in a game where his analytics didn't look great let him put up the flashy numbers and then instead of saying oh good he's back it's all good Say, okay, now his value's up. Now let's actually pull yeah. the trigger here. Yeah, you can't hesitate anymore with the Miller stuff. All right, flip it over. Here we go. Prospects. Uh, big day for Canucks prospects. A couple of them matching up against each other. Uh, Jonathan Myrenberg, Jonathan LeCaramacchi, the battle of the Swedish Jonathans. They were going up against each other in an Alspenskin game. Both of them, quads, had a point today. So let's get to it. Alex, pull it up. Full screen me, Alex. Here we go. Full screen. Look at this. Jonathan Meyerberg, some good stuff here from this guy. Coming down the wing on the right side, he makes a beautiful pass. Just boom, tape to tape to the player in front of the net. Meyerberg's looking good. He's playing on the third pairing right there. and He's got a poutine in front of him on the ice, but he makes a play anyways. And Jonathan Meyerberg starting to like what this guy can do. He's six foot two, still putting up points in Al Svenskin. We'll watch it one more time here for everyone on the YouTube. Comes down the right wing as the right shot defenseman stepping up, and that pass is just tape to tape. Love to see it uh, from Ironberg. I like this kid. He's a big body, good kid, smart kid, works hard. He's put on some weight. Um, so I, I'm excited to watch him continue on. But we can get to the top prospect now. Uh, Jonathan Myrenberg, he was also in action. Uh, he had a poutine before the game, and um, he, he looked excellent, putting up another point here. Uh, played a lot more minutes today for Myrenberg, which was good. I'm, dr- I'm trying to watch this while I was uh, in the presser. I had the Swedish uh, Hockey League highlight, or Al Svenskin Hockey League highlights up. Uh, but Myrenberg picked up another assist on the power play. This is what he's doing uh, a lot of. I, I think it's been it's been interesting though. Like he wasn't playing a lot of power play minutes the other day. Today he was big time on the power play. And and Jurgarden's actually lost. So if you took my bet yesterday, I apologize um, for that. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a good day for betting uh, for me yesterday. Um, so we'll we'll wrap it up there with the prospects report. Not much else uh, today going on. Um, but we do have. Uh, I'll say it again. We we mentioned it yesterday. Um, as, as much crap's going on in the Vancouver Canucks team, we have another Abbotsford Canucks player joining us. So tomorrow we have John Stevens uh, coming on the show, uh, who, who's going to be a great guy to chat with. Uh, let's get to the bet here. Alex, pull it up. Uh, pull it up. He's going to put something behind me probably here. Uh, the bet of the day. I, I, there's a video about this online now, too. Presented by Betway, our Betway wrap-up. Betway, Betway, Betway. You can see us on uh, on Twitter as well, my video. Um, which I did yesterday. I was wearing a different shirt. Same color, but different shirt. Uh, Oilers, over 6.5 tonight. Uh, I don't know. Watch the whole... I got the, the Twitter video. I did a bunch of research for it. When the Oilers win, they score more than five. I don't think this is fact, or, or this isn't like a, a, a hidden fact. News. This is... this is Yeah, this isn't news. When they win, they score more than five. I think they're going to win tonight against the, the Blues. They lost 2 nothing last week to them, and I'm going 5-2 at 14. I'm a big... You know you know me and my predict the scores, right? That's my... Sorry? My bread and butter. The the first goal scorer of Kyle Burrows and the predict the score. Those are my two uh my two go to's on the old Betway, 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 Betway. Jeffrey Jeffrey jumped in the chat. Must be nineteen plus to play. Uh 
Jeffrey jumped in the chat and said, "Prospects is all we have now, and we don't even have a lot of those yeah. to talk about." Yeah, two market. of them. Now. Got two of them. Uh, okay, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, someone asked who the Canucks are playing next. Oh it's- yeah, hey, no. Tomorrow we'll talk about the game. We'll do lots of talk about the game tomorrow. Sure. Seattle Kraken. Big, huge rivalry. Two teams really going in the right direction. Well, the Kraken are, actually. The Kraken are looking half decent. They just just boat raced the Buffalo, uh, the Boston Bruins, I think, like 5-1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Kraken. Oh, this Seattle team. I tell you, I watch out for this team here. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how the Canucks do. They're flying out uh, today, flying to Seattle. Yeah, weird vibes today on the show. Lots of struggles uh, audio-wise. Video Not wise. Alex's fault. <laughs> okay, Alex. Alex brings up the freeze frame of Hey, Alex, we, do, we got, do we got pegs now? Alex? Sorry to David. I mean, <laughs> I never got on, but he wasn't in between. You, It was unbelievable. You guys would throw to him. He'd leave. <laughs> he'd come back. You guys would babble on for forever, and then he'd leave. <laughs> All right, do, do we got him there? You guys throw to him. No, we don't have him. Looks like we got him there. It's a, it's a picture. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Alex. Okay. And you didn't put any, uh, you haven't put any beef and sheds behind me for this episode. All right. Well, so we'll wrap it up. Here. That'll come tomorrow. Wrap uh, it up. Get to the sure. other camera before he gets a freaking beef and shed up in here. I'm not yeah. doing this. I'm not doing this thing again. Okay. Here. Okay. We'll wrap it up. Uh, for my co host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks you Conversation. You got pegs? Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation, delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.